you shy away from setting goals, especially money goals, because it doesn't feel very spiritual, that's not why it doesn't feel good. It has nothing to do with spirituality. That yucky feeling you have about goals and making money is coming from the meaning that you're attaching to those goals and to money. And it's blocking you from receiving abundance and honoring your creator. In today's episode, I'm helping you turn that around so that your accomplishments can serve as an offering to the creator. We're going beyond mindset management in this episode. Listen in now. You're a soul-driven or spiritual entrepreneur, and you think that God and goals just don't go together, you are in the right place because this is an episode where I am teaching how to stop shying away from your goals, setting goals, and your especially money goals because it doesn't feel good. And instead, shift up your mindset, find the meaning that you're attaching to making money and go beyond mindset into energy management around achieving your goals. So let's start from here, God is an abundant God. The universe knows no lack. It is fully abundant. And you, created in like form, which is energy, are 96% pure potential. And so goal achievement and even making money is a matter of managing that energy and especially the thoughts about goals and money and thinking that Neither one of those are very spiritual because those thoughts will keep you in a low vibrational state and it will prevent you from creating, period. And you did come here to create. So through spirit, and by the way, I speak spiritually bilingual, so choose the word that applies for you, universe, God, spirit, source, creator. Through spirit, all things are possible. When we are open and we align our energy all things are possible. So if you're not creating, if you hold yourself back because you don't think talking about goals is very spiritual, then you're not fulfilling our collective purpose here. The creator created us, brought us as energy beings into physical form to create, to ceaselessly create in physical form, because that's how source experiences creation through us and really as us. So let's start with an understanding of the difference between creating and making. If you've been going about your business or your nonprofit or even even, you know, managing your family or running your family or your personal life, if you go about things in a making mode, you are trying to force outcomes. Making mode means that your actions are tied to performance to worthiness, to approval, to security, which means your MO, your motive operandi, modus operandi is rooted in lack. Lack thinking, limitation thinking, and lack of worthiness. It looks like working really, really hard in your business thinking, if I achieve a certain level of income or a certain um, status with my business, then I'll be secure. If you're in making mode, you're attempting to make the events in life and life really itself conform to an expectation or an image that you hold, that you have chosen and decided is what success looks like. 
And in the process, you're really covering up and smothering and pinching off your very, your true self, your true nature. In making mode, you'll be very critical in your evaluations, both of the outcomes of what's happening in your work and especially of the uh, of yourself. So uh, you'll be critical in nature, judging outcomes, how it looks. It doesn't look right. It wasn't supposed to go that way. I'm not having the right experiences. I don't know enough. I need to learn more. This isn't how it's supposed to work. All of those kinds of thoughts, which are critical of the events, but they're also in the outcomes, but they're also incredibly judgmental and critical of yourself. That's all making mode. The overall motivation for your actions in making mode is based on lack, based on not enoughness and striving to get to some magic point that makes what's happening and makes you enough. Bottom line, making mode is fear-based. It is not loved, love-based, and it is not of God. Now, creating mode is a whole nother thing. In creating mode, you will listen for your higher power guidance first before you take any action. And then your actions are tied to creative expression. You begin to do things, create things, run your business, put out your book, uh, paint your art, whatever it is. You begin to do that for enjoyment, for your own expansion, for service to the world, regardless of the outcome. The outcome is the last thing on your mind. You're curious and playful as you go about doing things. You feel satisfied from the act of creating regardless of the outcome. That means you feel equally satisfied with what you would have before seen as a a big success. You feel equally satisfied with the big failure. And again, you, you really move beyond those, that language, beyond success and failure. But in creation mode, you feel satisfied with either because you know that you were in the act of creating, which is an honoring Uh, uh, to the creator. Your actions then are not tied to performance or what you can get from it or uh, what it means about you, but rather you're in the present moment of experience as you go about ceaselessly creating. That means always in action, always in forward movement, always having a next thing that you're creating and putting out into the world. Creation mode only happens when you understand that the situations and the outcomes are really neutral and that everything you bring into tangible form, whether it is a dinner you prepare or a book that you write or a podcast you're creating or um, or a retreat center that you create, they are all expressions of creation and they are worthy and enough and beautiful and perfectly imperfect simply by the fact of being. Creation mode is very, you you have very balanced and curious evaluations of of what's taken place, of the experiences. So if you're not sure about your motivation for a goal or a vision that you have for your business or your mission, you can easily find out by asking some questions that I'm gonna give you here. But keep in mind, if anything about it feels bad or yucky or stressful or like pressure or like tension, you're in making mode. Creation always feels good. It feels fun. So the questions you can ask to see where you're at 
on this continuum, and it is, it's not a black and white, you know, check a box, I'm either all making or all creating. There's, like everything, variations in the middle. And step by step, you decision by decision, creation by creation, you can slide yourself up the scale from making mode to creation mode. And questions you can ask to understand your motivation. Why do I have this goal in the first place? When you're working on something, why do I have this goal? Expand that into why do I think what I think about this goal? Why do I believe what I believe about this goal? And spend time here with these questions. What I have my clients do is free flow journaling. Give yourself 20, 30 minutes minimum with a question. Sit with it beyond the answers that are going to be your auto programming answers. Like, well, because I have to, I have to pay the bills. I have to do this. I mean, that those are good indications of making mode, but sit with it longer. Why do you believe what you believe about what you're doing, about your business, about your mission, about your goal, about what you're trying to accomplish, about what you're putting out into the world? Then why do I feel what I feel? Also, why am I not taking faster action? And what am I feeling stressed about regarding this goal? Those are all really good answers to understand what's taking place in the back of the mind. You'll hear your own ego mind. I call that frigo, fear ego. You'll hear that ego mind speak when you ask questions like this, because these are all about mind's motive, not God's motive. And once you understand what's happening, then you can start to shift that thinking. And I'm going to give you a bit of a process here uh, in just a little bit. But when you make that shift, and again, it's not always a 180. It's a shift closer to creating, closer to creating, closer to creating. When you make that shift, you'll realize that the enjoyment comes from, from the doing and the being. The enjoyment comes from being in action, not from a final destination that is the end-all be-all. But it comes from being in continual expression. If you were to talk to the most successful, consistently successful, and oftentimes wealthy people that make big difference in the world, most of them will say that they never went about things trying to, you know, their purpose and their intent wasn't to get rich or to get famous. They had a vision from spirit that was so strong they couldn't help but not do it. Like they had to follow through. They had to put this service or this idea out into the world. And that means they put on blinders. They opened up their energy. They focused on what they were doing and they put on blinders as to what anybody else was saying about it or um, what the signs along the way were, were, were indicating of whether it was going to be success or failure. Uh, they ignored all that and they stayed in the energy of creation and they believed that it was possible. This is true creation and it does begin with hearing guidance. So I want to talk about hearing guidance more clearly. Now, we all receive these messages from our higher power, maybe in different ways, but we all receive them. So if you don't feel like you do, and I, I get asked that along a lot often, um, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting any messages. Maybe I'm just not somebody that gets messages. You are, you might be so practiced, subconsciously, automatically practiced at ignoring those nudges. That's what I call 
guidance, divine nudges. Um, and keep in mind, there's many different ways to receive these messages. For me, um, I receive messages in a lot of different ways, but a couple of the more common ones is automatic handwriting, channeled handwriting. I am a uh, avid, avid journaler. And the journaler, when I'm journaling, it's not a thought process. It's not, oh, I think I'll write about this. It's I just start writing and I write and I write and I write. And that's what I'm suggesting with the free flow journaling with those questions is it can shift you into writing what the guidance is without there being a forethought or a thought process at all. I'm also someone that is um, oftentimes my guidance comes in a in a sensory way where there's it's a knowing. It's a knowing and it's a knowing that I feel in my body and I'm already in action. I might feel tingles or cramps or, you know, something, but I'm already in action because I know so deeply in the depths of my soul that it's it's the right direction to go that I, I'm just in, in movement. There's no oh, pro con. There's no like decision making process ahead of time. It just hits me and I'm already in action. The biggest decisions I've made in my life personally or professionally have been that way. And, um, and it's, it, it took me some time to realize that a body sensation accompanied that I would know, I would turn around and go, wow, I'm doing this and be in action. And then as I got more comfortable with that and curious with it and explored it, I also um, could almost always tie back to some kind of sensation happening in my body. So begin to play with how does your guidance get delivered to you? Do you see things? Do you hear things? Do you sense? Sometimes the sensing can even be a taste or a smell or a tingle or a shiver or hot or cold. Is it a feeling thing? Are you very empathic? Is it a knowing? Like I described where there's not even a thought process. It's just, it can be no other way. Um, is it automatic handwriting? Do you hear through dance or trance or fully embodied and incorporated? You know, this is where we have out-of-body experiences where spirit literally comes in often in, in trance or dance, but you hear guidance. So devote time, which is solitude, space with no agenda to further understand how your guidance is coming to you. This is a powerful practice to make that shift from making to creating. Keeping in mind, making is completely of the free go and creating is the true essence of who you are. Making is the ego, the ego's attempt to, to protect and promote this false sense of identity that it has, this sense of an individual, separate, small thing small entity, small being. And the small self, the ego small self will personalize things. Um, you might find that you're either thinking that you um, deserve more or you're better than something or you're worse than everybody else and you don't know enough. But those are two sides of the same coin of ego. When you don't, when you're not accepting that the situations and events and even the goals are neutral. They don't mean anything about you. Then you can shift into creating, creating for the joy of creating. If you have a desire, if you have a nudge, if you have a knowing, however it comes to you, 
If you have a desire to create something, it's no accident. You are meant for it, or you wouldn't even have that thought cross your mind. So even if it sounds like something really out there or really impossible to you, um, I, I invite you to not ignore it. Start playing with it. Play with it in writing. Play with it in imagination and visiting, uh, visioning. Because if you have that idea, if it crosses your mind, even for a moment of a breath, it's yours. It's already happened, energetically speaking. And it's up to you whether you receive it or block it. And a question that can be helpful when something comes along, especially that sounds really big or really out there and you have no idea how to make it happen. Who am I to think God's creation can't do this? Who am I to think God's creation is less than anything? Who am I to think that God's creation doesn't know enough? This is a real discerning question to help you embrace your divinity and get in action instead of staying stuck in the making of the ego mind. So then oftentimes when I'm coaching someone, they the question will come up, well, setting goals doesn't sound very spiritual. Like if it's, if it's all about listening and visioning, then why do I have to have any kind of an action plan? Well, action plans or goals are the bridge. They're really the bridge between the vision that was delivered and how you get there, how you bring it to tangible form in the 3D world. But the key is the vision happens first and then the planning or the goal setting or the action planning. And you can think of it as a bridge to be able to use or apply all the gifts that God has given you, all the talents that God has given you. You're created in like form, which is energy form and energy must move. It must be in action. And your role is to create a path to direct that energy towards something. That's all of our role. And then you're, you're playing, <laughs> you're playing in the queendom. And so just to give a couple small examples Let's say you get a nudge to get more fit to run a marathon, and then the mind comes in and says, well, you'll never be able to run a marathon. Who are you to think that God's creation can't run a marathon? A creation mode would be that you say, okay, I received this nudge, so I am going to look at and research how do people train for a marathon. I'm going to write myself a marathon training schedule. And I'm going to start moving forward with this plan, knowing that God certainly can run a marathon. And then you you see your body's gifts, right? You train and you see your body's gifts. You could do this with, let's say, writing poetry. Writing poetry drops into your awareness. You know nothing about poetry. But you say, okay, who am I? to doubt or question that God's creation could write poetry. Of course, God's creation can write poetry. So you reserve the time. Maybe you look at some different poetry styles. Maybe there's a book about writing poetry. I have no idea. Um, but you develop a plan for commanding and directing that energy toward the vision that was given you. Therefore, you're bridging from where the vision was delivered to what it's going to eventually look like in touchable, feelable, tangible 3D 
be formed. There's an African proverb that demonstrates this that I love, and it's pray, but move your feet. Because it's not only about the visioning and connecting with God and the energy of God, but it is about forward action in in this tangible dimension that we were in, that we are in. So energy must be in motion. And there's an old way to set goals. And that's all the outcome based. It's like it's got to look specifically exactly like this. And the meaning is attached to it. And if you're setting your goals that way, you're exhausted. Chances are you're burned out. This is where the the exhaustion comes in for entrepreneurs. Because again, the outcome is so tied, so rigid, so specifically, it's got to go exactly A before B before C and exactly like this. And the underlying motive is to prove worthiness and for the ego to gain something like security. And that is old paradigm way to plan. New paradigm is managing your time rather than your energy and finding the fluidity of having a plan, but not being attached to the outcome, making it instead a devotion to steps you will take and a vibrational state that you will maintain. And this is the whole concept of a planner that I co-created that's called the Inspirement Life Planner. I teach this way of planning and it is about managing energy instead of managing time or pretending that we can manage time Uh, because time there's 24 hours in a day, right? So if you're interested in either this planner or I do a monthly vision activation, session using these principles where we actually apply what I teach for your month ahead. And you can find both of these options on a link that I'll put in the show notes. It's a bitly link. So uh, bit.ly forward slash energy planner. And you'll see both the option for the planner itself, which is a weekly planner, a printed planner, And then you'll also see an option if you want to join us for a monthly vision activation or it's a really good value to join for the whole year. And that way, you know, you're not going to fall off track at once a month for an entire year. You are going to have a touchstone for managing energy instead of managing time. So if you're avoiding goals, it's not because goals are bad. Ask your why questions. And uncover these beliefs that you're attaching, what it means about this goal, because a goal is only heavy or yucky if you believe something about it that is heavy or yucky. And that's what keeps you spinning, keeps you tired, keeps you burned out. And there is absolutely another way to do it. You can manage your energy beyond your time and stay in forward motion toward all the visions that the divine is delivering to you all the time. So I want to talk for a minute about shame. And it's because a lot of times this hesitation, this procrastination, distraction um, from following through on a nudge that you have is rooted down deep in shame. Perfectionism is a hallmark of shame. So if you're very self-critical, And if you are procrastinating or getting distracted and and you can't figure out why, it is very worthwhile exploring, is there 
some shame that lies underneath. Because to create something, to be in creation mode, is really a worthiness frequency. When you raise your energetic vibration to the level of worthiness, you become the walking 3D illustration of the capability of God, the capability that God gave you. And worthiness will have you measure and view how you see yourself, measure your progress in a new way where you you see yourself as the extension of God. You see yourself as creating as God intended you to. And you realize that to doubt yourself is to doubt God. So I just want to mention that about shame, because especially if you are um, a, a driven person and you've had success in your life and now you're going about achieving a, another goal, another level, maybe it's going from six to seven figure income. Maybe it's going from working in a corporate setting to um, doing this independently and you come up against an internal struggle and you feel and you're wrapped in self-criticism and perfectionism, there's likely some shame, some old emotional shame stuck in the body that gets to be released. And there's a, there's many different ways to do that. If you're um, interested in that, you can, in my support on that, you can reach out Leah at onewholehealth.com. But I just wanted to, to mention that because that's something that I see happen quite often. So now I want to talk about, are all goals reasonable? This is a, a question our mind will ask us, right? Is this even a reasonable goal? I will suggest when you're starting out, set goals that are stretchy, but do feel attainable because that's a good tool for e inching your way up that continuum. And it keeps you feeling positive and high vibration as you move toward your goal. If you jump a 180 on your goal, sometimes that's self-defeating because it feels so impossible that the mind is going to be putting out all these thoughts of, oh, there's no way, there's no way. And that's going to lower your vibration. So find something stretchy, but attainable and work your way up the scale. Ultimately, all goals will feel reasonable. Why? Because it's God creating through us and as us. So of course it's possible. All the potentialities of all the world are possible. So you will, as you inch up the scale, be able to release a word like reasonable as not even being part of the flow. Uh, because if source delivered a message to you that this is for you, doesn't source know? <laughs> doesn't source know better than the ego mind? And the only way you would slow down and resist that goal is if you're making that goal or achievement mean something and especially mean something about you. And that closes off the whole energetic flow. So here's what you stand to gain besides accomplishing your goal and besides money, which I am going to talk about in just a moment, you stand to gain joy when you freely open yourself up to ongoing, ceaseless creations delivered to you by God, and you stay in the motion and the joy of creating them, you stand to gain more joy in your life. Abraham uh, once said, we want you to understand your value. 
For in the absence of that understanding, you do not attract the legacy that truly belongs to you. For in your lack of self-appreciation, you deny yourself your natural inheritance of continuous joy. I say you you deny yourself that natural inheritance of continuous joy when you stay in making mode. It pinches off your energy flow. And then your energy isn't moving and energy must move. That's a natural law. So here is a process. I'm going to give a a little abbreviated process of the spiritual wealth creation method. But step one, go to listening. Ask questions like, what would you have me do? And listen to hear the divine nudges more clearly in all the ways that they come. Number two, follow that guidance freely without even thinking about it. If you hear it, you do it without resistance, without second guessing. Uh, Last year, I heard guidance to take three months to be very still. And sure, my ego mind was saying, you can't do that. You have a program launching, you have a retreat to host, you have, you know, all these things already on the calendar. I let go of what I thought things should look like. And I followed that guidance. And I took three months off and was still and the the business didn't suffer in any way. You know, revenue didn't go down. There wasn't anyone that uh, was in currently in a program that, you know, that wasn't fulfilled and delivered like it all still happened anyway. And I was able to follow this guidance at the same time. So step one is listening. Step two is following, following the guidance, let go of what you think it should look like. Create the bridge, the plan into 3D. You won't know all the details, but create as much as you can conceive and then get in action and stay in action. Work the plan with excellence. Excellence means wholeheartedly, not working the plan. Oh, I'm going to take a step forward and then I'm going to doubt again. Oh, I'm going to take a step forward and then I'm going to think, oh, this is the wrong thing to be doing. And I step back. It's not that dance of back and forth. It is staying in forward motion. And then number three, when you feel stuck, when you start to feel doubt, when you start to feel resistance, you start to feel yucky about it all again, realign, 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 realign your frequency with the goal. Release any energy that is anything but abundant possibilities. Find the resistance wherever it is. Is it a thought? Is it a belief? Is it some meaning you're attaching? Ask those questions and find a way Uh, to release it, which can be rewriting the belief, which can be getting into movement in your body, can be breath work, can be chanting. What exhausts entrepreneurs, especially the most, is the resistance. So when you follow this process, you won't get tired. You'll be able to keep going. You'll go until the universe reveals what you've been doing it all for, and you'll feel joy along the process. So I've gone beyond mindset management here. Even though mindset management is a part of it, mindset management along with, coupled with energy management and through the visioning, deeper attunement with the divine. The last thing I want to touch on is money. Just like I've referred to goals throughout this whole podcast, you could insert the word making money in there and it would be no different. In other words, making money and money itself is a neutral thing. It's energy. 
it applies, the natural laws of energy apply to it, meaning like attracts like, unlike or discordant, repel. But it, but it doesn't mean anything. It's neutral. So if making money or having money makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you feel like, oh, that's not spiritual. I don't know if I can do that. That means you and the ego mind in particular, Frigo, is attaching meaning to money. God doesn't have any meaning about money. To God, money is an energy, just like a tree is an energy and you are an energy and the planets are an energy. To God in the universe, it's neutral and it's an energy that follows the natural laws of like attracts like and and dislike or discordant repels. And when you open and align, you are um, you're not pinching off that energy. So check in with your beliefs about money. Are, do you see it as good or bad? Do you see it as meaning something? Because likewise, just like money means nothing, there's no meaning there. It's just energy. Lack of money means nothing. It's just a type of energy. You get to choose what you align your energy with. I hope this has been helpful. Your ability to powerfully create the reality you choose just for fun or the joy of creation awaits you. When you shift into creating mode, just because you can, you begin to create all kinds of 3D tangible creations as a testament to God, as praise to God. And then setting and achieving goals becomes an offering to God, an opportunity to give God the glory. So again, if you um, look in the show notes, you can find links for the planner itself. It's bit.ly forward slash inspirement planner. If you want to look at the at the monthly activation sessions to support your use of, man, of these tools to manage your energy, that's bit.ly slash energy planner. And um, if you feel like you've got some emotional processing and shame release to do, you can reach out to me via email at Leah, L-E-A-H at one O-N-E whole W-H-O-L-E health.com. It's been my pleasure to be with you today and I will be with you next time. 